go all the teas. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm so kidding. So, what is going on? Yes, it's Monday. <clears throat> I've been doing Mondays because, y'all, my life has taken off. Like, I never thought I'd be that go, go, go person. And I'm that go, go, go person. Like, for real. Like, I always tell my friend Tanya, like, I could never do that. And now I am. But tomorrow I'm getting my hair cut. It's so long, you guys. So, before I start this podcast, I want to give a warning that this is going to talk about some um, trauma issues of mine that I've dealt with. Um, I know I've talked about talked about a few, um, but I have been reading Happy Days by Gabriella Bernstein, and holy cow, it's taken on so many emotions that I never thought I had, that I thought I had dealt with, you know? And, um, the first numbers I want to give out are if you are feeling sad, um, suicidal, um, there's 1-800-273-TALK, which is 800-273-8255, um, there's, and if you've ever, if you've been sexually assaulted, 1-800-656-4673. So, um... What she talks about in her book, and I did not know this existed, was if you need to get this book, like it's on Audible, it's amazing. She's one of my favorite authors. Um, Happy Days by Gabriella Bernstein. It's amazing. She talks about big trauma, big T and little T traumas. And growing up, you don't realize what happens to you as your child is gonna leak into your adult life, even if you think about it. And what's really cool is after the first day of reading about it and manifesting certain things, certain things are happening, you guys. Again, my friend Tanya talks about manifesting and how it's important. That shit works, y'all. <clears throat> so, with that being said, we are going to talk about my some, my um, some of my big T traumas that didn't really come out till I was in my 20s. Um, because I hit it. You know, I didn't know it was wrong. I didn't know it was, um, I didn't know it was wrong. Let's just put it like that. Until I, um, went into the field of criminal justice. So I have a bachelor's in criminal justice. And when they started talking about the section, I'm like, what the fuck that happened to me? You know, we're human, right? I was kid. I was young. Um, there's a, uh, a little tea trauma that I left off my list because it's really not a trauma because, and I'm going to start that, I'm going to start off with that one, because it's not on my list, but it's not even a trauma, and this is why I kept it off, um, my parents almost gave me up for adoption, I never hold anger towards that at all, because as parents, you ha- you want your kids to have the best, right, and this is going to lead into my last trauma, which was not a trauma, because I learned a lot, all my traumas I've learned something from, so let's get that straight, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a counselor, I'm just me going through shit, and I bring it to you, because if you're going through this, then I'm going to tell you how I got help, and how it helps me, um, it's not for everybody, you know, everybody's different, um, so back to my parents, they had to do what they had to do, they were in college, you guys, and if you're in college listening to this, you know, it's fun, party, do what I want to do, get my education, yeah, yeah, um, so I never hold bad against my parents. Um, they're amazing. 
um, I dealt with it. Um, my mom used to think that's why I eat. Nope, I'll tell you why I eat, and I just figured that out. Um, but that leads to, you know, my mom, you know? So, we're first gonna talk about, and I'm telling, I'm warning you now, if you're listening to this with kids around, please don't. Um, this is, um, I say they're all gonna be my favorite, but this really digs deep into me, you know? And I know I've talked about my bullies, um, my weight loss, but I'm gonna really dig deep in this. Might be a long one, so sit back. And if this is you, I've given I've given the numbers. I'm gonna give them again at the end. Um, where to get help? Um, Gabby, Gab- Gabriella Bernstein. She gives like at the end of every chapter where to go, and it's so amazing. It's like oh, and it resonates. It's like oh, I can go here. I can go here. Okay. Um, I am my counselor. I did see her last week, I told you guys. And she made an appointment again. So, I'm all for it. Like, let's get this. And I'm going to take this list in and we're going to talk about it, you know. And I'll probably bring that updated version to you. So, again, if you have kids listening to this, this is going to be a, uh, a list in earbuds, headphones, on your own kind of podcast. So... Oh, when I was young, so when I also, sorry, so when I talk about this, I'm going to also talk about what I learned, so that I'm going to talk about the bad, and then I'm going to talk about the good, okay, yes, I have learned trauma come, big tra- big and little trauma come with learning experiences, so, <clears throat> with that being said, when I was younger, I was sexually assaulted and verbally assaulted, I'm not going to say names, um, all I'm going to say is that they were family members, and I, I, I suppressed this memory, like I said, until I had that, um, topic in school come up, and when they're talking about it, you're like, wait a minute, you know, it like, ding, you know, and it happened, you know, it happened at my parents' house, they didn't know, you know, I didn't know it was wrong, now I can remember it, like it was yesterday, like I remember every detail it only happened a handful of times um did it I don't I never thought my food addiction came from this um but as she talks about in her book that um it's a it's a coping it's it's like something happens and it's triggered boom I eat you know some people drink um <laughs> so, um, I, I can guarantee, I'm sure that's where my food addiction came from. After realizing, you know, in my 20s, what the fuck happened to me, that's when I, that's when I gained pounds because I wasn't always this big. Like, I weighed in today at 319 and instead of, um, shaming myself and, you know, downing myself, I was like, hey, I'm human, right? We're human. So, back to my topic. So, um, I had an uncle who thought we were going to be together in the afterlife, and I'm like, and at the time, I knew this was wrong, because I'm like, dude, you're like old, and like, um, 
yeah, you're married to my aunt and I'm like your niece, you know? And I'll get into a little bit of what he did because it's not as serious. It's serious, but it's not as serious as the other ones where I have to get into depth and it's like, you know, disturbing. Um, so back when VHS tapes were like the thing, he used to record um, movies and TV shows on them. I have now destroyed those tapes and they're somewhere in a landfill somewhere. But, um... <clears throat> He was a drinker, and it's no excuse for behavior. Keep that in mind. Do not ever think that's an excuse. Oh, he was just drunk, or... No. No, fuck no. He's an adult. You're an adult, you know? And every time he'd give me a tape, he'd want me to kiss him on the lips. And I knew this was wrong, you know? And my mom had always taught us, you know, um, like, you know, once you get your period, you don't sit on people's laps you don't you know you're a woman now you know and I stuck with that you know when I got my period you know period sorry <laughs> talking to y'all like you're right here but you are right here you hear my heart and I'm so grateful for y'all listening to this um so he would want me to kiss him on the lips and when I wouldn't he'd get mad and I'm like bro you can keep the tape and about this time I was Jason's age 11 and I'm like, do I tell my mom? Do I keep it to myself? Y'all, I kept that shit to myself, you know. Because we were moving to Michigan. I was never going to see this man again. I was like, hasta bye. See ya. You know, and... Sorry, I need water for this one. It still fires me up. So, when everything came out, um... <clears throat> my ex-boyfriend who's passed he told my mom she calls me i'm cleaning my apartment she calls me she's like what happened tell me what happened oh my god and i'm like what like what like who told you so of course i hang the phone up and just keep cleaning and i'm like fuck it's come to head i'm god it was years i was right after i graduated i had it in 20 21 because i could buy alcohol and i'm like what the fuck just came out? It was like somebody opened my Pandora's box and butterflies just shot out. Like, it was like a gut-wrenching stomach feeling. I was like, what the fuck is about to just happen? So, what's that saying? They bite the bullet and you tell. So I told her. And immediately she starts crying because she couldn't protect me. I'm sorry. It is No. Your parents are not to blame for what happened to you. A predator is a predator. Let's just put it like that, you know? So, they were coming to visit. And I'm... Because they were bringing my grandma. And I'm like, nope, I'm not staying here. I'm... F this, I'm out. And I was in... I was in... I think my second year of college. So, yeah. Um... So my mom ends up telling them what happens and he gets mad. And I'm like, no the fuck, you're not to be you're not about to be bad about what you did to me. Uh, first of all, I'm not the one that let it out. I mean, if if my boyfriend at the time did not let it out, it probably would still be buried and I would probably be dead from being obese, you know? Let's just be real. Um, so <clears throat> they come to visit I stay at my friend Autumn's house, like, for the week, 
because we did our thing you know we walked the track we just we 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 did our thing and uh i think somebody's at my house <laughs> i think somebody's here i don't know i just saw lights hang on y'all sorry y'all i saw lights and yeah okay so um i stayed at my friend arm's house we did our thing you know i had school and um i had to come back to the house um because i checked in with my parents back then because uh that's just the thing i did i was a good child sorry my brother if you're listening to this but um so i meet him in the kitchen and it's like it's it's like when mufasa meets scar and you're like damn it and or simba meets scar and you're like fuck um so he got mad at me oh you don't want to talk to me oh okay i see how and he like threw a fit like he was my ex-boyfriend y'all and i only reference it like that because that's how the the actions were you're mad at me because you did a wrong thing to me and i and basically got called out so and i'm gonna tell you this if you ever come forward about sexual assault and people try to make you feel less than they try to make you think it didn't happen now fuck that it happened okay um his daughters came after me i had to block them because they're like oh how do you know it happened explain it to me again y'all my story has never changed i'm about to tell you what happened we're standing in the garden he were it was they did gardening it was on the side of the house and he looks at me he's like yeah this can be all yours one day you know we're gonna have such a future together and i'm like what about dia she's like oh she'll be long gone and we're gonna live a life together and it's gonna be amazing and i'm like "Eh? what that's verbal no and the kissing on the lips no Eh -eh. no 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 so yeah so we don't talk to them no more um everybody on that side their family is blocked um i have reached out to my thea and i told her what's up like they would send christmas cards to my mom the whole that family would and it's like no 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 not no stop you know so um, let's fast forward to okay, so I was sexually assaulted by my cousin. Um they came to visit twice. First time was my parents' vows and <clears throat> y'all I ended up getting it so high just to deal with this shit. <clears throat> I dreamt my cat was walking down in a Notre Dame jersey at the church. Like he literally had a Notre Dame jersey on walking down to give his grandma and grandpa their vows yes he was like the family cat mort oh love him rest in peace my kitty um so i had to get that high just to deal with shit you guys and to this day after reading this book that is how i fucking coped for that day drugs y'all like i i know it was an accident that he mixed up them brownies but nope nope so 
um, second time they came to visit, I was a little bit, I was different, um, I was, I'm a lot older, this is like four years ago, I think, they all came to visit, and you can tell, you can tell, and I was still not excusing this behavior, but you can tell when you're somebody's favorite family member, um, mine is my cousin Veronica, she's amazing, um, we don't talk as much as we should, but, um, how do I want to put this? That sense of feeling that somebody has hurt you and you're staring at them, like staring at them at eye level and they're talking to you like they know nothing has happened. And this happened a few times when we would go down and visit Texas and I would just feel so crazy. Like there's a photo that I literally burned where he's got his arm around me and I'm just like, yeah. So, uh, so I finally did something because this is when I entered into Herbalife. This is when I was learning about myself and my changes and my weight loss and all this shit, you know, was going on at the same time. This is when I started doing personal development. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try something that Rachel Hollis does. You know, I'm not going to forget, but I'm going to forgive, which was the fucking hardest shit I've ever did. So... I went home that day that they arrived because I, that's when my mom owned a print shop. I went home and I just sat there thinking, if I let this shit go, but I never forget, I just forgive, let's see what fucking happens. I can always go back to just putting that wall up and just, eh, 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 not going to talk to you. So I decided I went to bed feeling good. We go to lunch the next day, and my mom's like, I said something. I snapped at my mom. I said, it was not your place to do that. She felt bad right away. She, you know, he had been drinking, and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, she took that from me. But she was my protector, and I learned about that in my book today. Um, we have our own protectors within our body. But we also have protectors in the living world, you know. Um, so, of course, I didn't get to enjoy my Chinese food because I was crying and wanted to go home. I was done. Done. Um, I ended up going back home and I'm like, you know, you got to try to fight this, you know. Because um, my favorite uncle was in town and his wife. And I didn't want to miss out on that fun because of some asshole. I'm sorry, there's a lot of cussing in here, but it's trauma, right? It's This is how we fucking deal with it. Um, and this is how I'm choosing to deal with it um, with you guys. <clears throat> so, I'm also talking to my counselor in a couple weeks, too, about it. Um, so, we go into work the next day, and they show up, and I'm like, okay, let's take this fucking wall down, let's do this, let's do this, it's our power to take so he sits down and we start talking and the conversation is going well you know you could just tell that someone missed you and you could tell that he don't remember what he did and it's weird to say that but you can just tell it's like this person has suppressed any horrible fucking shit that they did I don't know if it's true 
that's how I felt so the whole trip was amazing like it was fine you know I got to know his wife a little bit more I don't follow her on Facebook anymore because it was just too much still um but it was a good visit you know it was it was nice um that's all I'm gonna say it was nice you know um letting go of that um was fine you know because after that I transitioned into losing weight I transitioned to it was lifted off my shoulders if that makes sense to me it was like oh I could breathe I wasn't crushed by them being here um are we gonna kumbaya and go camping fuck no uh uh so um there was one other cousin I kind of told my mom about this um it was a female and she tried to do it to me and I knew at this time it didn't feel right because it just the shit that went along with it and again I was like uh uh I wanted my mom at that time um because this was after everything that had went down and I was like "Mm -mm, no this is no so after that I would told my mom I was like ah, I didn't want her babysitting me and my mom was like okay so but I never really came out and told her nothing came out about all this till I was tw- between 20 and before Jason was born so I'm so thirsty you guys so what have I learned from being sexually assaulted and I mean there was more like I went to my friend's house and there was a guy there that touched me you know and I knew that was wrong because I was in junior high but I had put a stop to it I'm like eh, no and it's like this this thing this 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 shit really still happened I'm sure it does and if you're listening to this or fall upon this podcast and you've this has happened to you no you are let me just get this clear nobody is supposed to touch as I call it, I call them my potty parts because that's what it's for. Potty. You go potty, right? Nobody is supposed to grope your boobs. Nobody's supposed to touch your ass. There's this TikTok video where this boy slaps this girl's ass and she literally cool cocks him in the face. Like, boom. <laughs> that's what you get. You don't touch a girl's no nos. No, no, no. And what I've learned from this is being very conscious. With who my son goes around. Um, you know, he only goes with his uncle. He only goes with my parents. Like, he, that's all. That's the only place he goes. The first time I let him go on a trip with my brother, I was like, what the fuck did I just do? Like, what if this happens to him? What if this happens to him? What? He came back in one piece, you guys. He's okay. But that's what I've learned from my trauma of sexually being sexually abused. Um... I always tell everybody I had the best dad in the world um, because you hear about even parents sexually assaulting their kids. My dad was the best dad in the world. Like he was like, he's my best friend. You know, he's, I'm going to be daddy's girl forever. Like <laughs> I was talking to him today on the phone. And have you ever heard of mini brands? I have a whole bunch of mini brands and I was like, nobody will play grocery with me. And he just sat on the phone I packed up all these little groceries and these little brown bags and I was showing him everything I had and it was just he was just there just listening 
and it was nice. You know, I love my dad to death. I love both my parents to death. They're amazing. So, um, so that's, that's, like, I think that was the biggest trauma I had in my entire life. And, um, Gabrielle talks about being sexually, she never says who she was sexually assaulted by. She just says that when she's in a, in a counseling session, that it just rose and she screams and she goes into hiding and she, she, you know, she shuts down. I don't ever want to shut down again. And if you're listening to this and have been sexually assaulted, I don't want you to shut down. I want you to go get help. And that's 800-656-4673. That is the uh, sexual hotline. Sexual assault hotline. Um, So, let's get into my next trauma. It's really not a trauma. I call this the little T trauma of being overweight. Um, And I call it a trauma because looking back now... Y'all, I am so grateful for my mobility today. Like, I'm at work. I'm working. Like, today I was dancing around. And it's like, I couldn't do that three years ago. I would not. I drummed on Saturday. I got up in front of everybody and did my drumming routine. Um, So, you know, the bad was being overweight. The good is losing that weight. Bye. Um, but I'm human, you know, like I tell everybody, I had brain surgery, I had belly surgery, and I still have a food addiction, but going, reading this PD, my friend Kelsey gave me another book to listen to, um, and it's all about me right now, with self-care, learning who I am, learning to let go of the negativity, which I have this year, so grateful, so, (laughs) being overweight, the good was losing the weight um, and keeping it off. So I'm joining the BTC, which is the Body Transformation Challenge. And a few of my friends have taken home Grand Champion. I'm not there yet, but I would love to place. So my friend Jess is doing my BTC. Um, my brother is doing our 21-day challenge. So if you're listening to this and want to know more about Herbalife and our challenges, reach out. Call Podcast at gmail.com. Eventually, I remember my password. For my new phone. Don't worry. I have it on my tablet. You guys are safe. <laughs> so. The next trauma I want to talk about is um, suicide. We've talked about this before. Um, <clears throat> if you need help. 800-273-TALK. There's also a lifeline for chat. For the suicide hotline. Um, so my first. Um, I talked about my first encounter with suicide. was my friend Jeremy. And. Oh, I was right out of high school too and he was also a protector that um, over that time took over as my protector and um, you just don't know what people are going through and I'm not going to really get into this but what that's done for me as small trauma is just be so aware of my feelings like, I'll tell my son, I don't care how old he is or how old he was when he was able to understand his emotions. I said, if you're feeling some sort of way, you come to me and say, hey, I'm having a sad day. Um, hey, I'm not feeling myself. Hey, I'm, I'm feeling a little down. And we cuddle, we talk, well, what you feeling? You know, um, 
it's just it's hard because I, I today I was looking for some videos for my friend because she got a haircut and there's this woman on I care if it's Instagram Facebook or TikTok but she does these hair tutorials and I came across the video I did from my best friend when she passed away and I've made this video and I've seen this video and the only time I've cried was the first time I made it other than that I just watch it and celebrate her today I broke down I have not dealt with her death I have not dealt with what she went through and it I cried because in the video is memories of when we went to the hibachi grill to this day I will not go to the hibachi grill because that was the last time um, we had dinner, the pink elephant. So I got the pink elephant and <clears throat> I just won't go. See, and I I don't know where pink elephant is now, but I'm sure after I get done with this podcast, it's going to appear because it's how I know she's here and that's how I know she's got my back. But I did not know she had so much pain. Like I was aware of it with her boyfriend because he was a douchebag. Like, ugh. Like, if you have, if you're listening to this and you have a boyfriend who gets pissed off that you hang out with your girlfriends or you do this on your own, uh-uh, uh-uh, bye-bye. No. So, um, yeah, I dealt with it today. Like, I miss her. I looked at Jason and he hugs me and I was like, I just miss my friend. I just miss her. And, um, in my count counseling session I found out I'm lonely I'm lonely for friendships um but that is getting better um because of listening to my personal development and just realizing that to manifest what I want because I deserve it so I've manifested a few things over this week and they've worked and people have messaged me and I love it like even on TikTok you guys like, I was so close to a thousand, and I had, like, 40 bot accounts, so they took them away. And so, once I go live, it's going to be amazing, because I want to bring my drumming to it, because you can have music on there, and I just want to bring a whole different platform to TikTok, but that's another story. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, suicide's pretty serious. Um... It's, it's scary because our mind, our, our minds are something else, right? Um, so if you're feeling low, go get some help. I mean, what'd she say? She, she said it perfectly. Um, we'll, we'll take Tylenol for a headache, right? But why will we not take a medication to help our mind, our mental, uh, the mental part? And I was like, damn she hit that right on like we'll be quick to take blood pressure medication we will be be quick quick to just you know take any ailment but what about our mental health so she that was in her book too um it was awesome so i'm an advocate for suicide i will like i put on my facebook today i will be anybody's ear i will be anybody's shoulder to lean on and cry and I will be anybody's arms for a hug, you know? Just reach out, right? That's all we gotta do is reach out. Um, 
so I've learned from that so the good from that comes being there for people um, knowing that it's okay to send a message at 12 o'clock hey are you okay or check in we talked about that in a few few episodes being that check in person but don't let it overwhelm you and that's what happened to me on my last podcast you know what it's like to be a friend um it's just I don't know just be there be there but don't be there um if it gets to be too much be like hey here's some information get get some help and that's okay to say it's not you're not being rude or you're not being um disrespectful you know sometimes they need a higher power to help and that is a therapist that is a counselor so yeah let's let's just be there for people you know um losing a cousin to gun violence um i just got his name the other day and i lost my post-it which is probably a good thing so my cousin was at like he was my favorite cousin back then because he's all i know he's all who i know he helped me with my homework one time and it was like oh okay you are like top one and he was at a party um they were messing around with a gun and it went off and they left him for dead like it took him forever to call the cops and the guy got manslaughter he's out now and but um my cousin's not coming back i hate guns um my son loves guns toy guns um i say you better not point that gun at me and he'll forget and he'll like what so i had to tell him why i didn't like guns and when i told him that you know his whole attitude changed. he's a good kid um, his, he's like, oh, mommy, I'm so sorry. Okay. And he understood. You know? He's smart. Sometimes he thinks he's 20. But he's only 11. Um, so, you know, I taught my son, um, you know, when you have a gun, you know, you don't play around with it. Um, you don't, you don't take it, you don't take it lightly. He wants to own when he's older. I said they need safety precautions, you know, you know, like a parent. So, I hate guns. Um, I dealt with that one day. I got in the shower and I cried because it was like I'm not going to see my cousin no more. What does that mean? And it was kind of my first brush with death. That was my first death I've ever encountered in my life, and I was in junior high. I was seven. No. I was in 6th grade. I was in Jason's grade. Um, and we were real close to the family. I'm still close to his dad. Um, I'll send him uh, holiday messages. And every time I see him, I just got to give him a big hug. Because I feel like when I see him, it's always Robbie saying, give my dad a hug for me. And he's telling Robert, give Liz a hug for me. So, yeah. I miss him. And what's weird is when... I don't know if y'all believe in this, but, um, when my friend Katie passed away, um, I started liking Hello Kitty, and that was, like, her big thing, and I've always liked Mickey Mouse, but when Robbie passed away, it was, like, full-on forced Mickey, like, even Kermit took a backseat to Mickey, and if you know me, yeah, I love my Kermit, (laughs) so, um, so the trauma's still there with guns, you know. Um, 
like today, I took my son to eat, and with the masks, you know, some people still wear their masks, and he kind of, like, squirmed, and I'm like, what's the matter? And he's like, nothing. I was like, well, did you get scared because that guy put his mask up? He was like, eh, eh, and I was like, what's eh? <laughs> what's eh? But, I mean, it's the world we live in, right? Um, I get scared sometimes going to drumming, because it's in a church, you know? There's people who don't like churches i mean even when we go to the movie theaters um it's like you know what could happen it could happen anywhere but it's being cautious it's not being overly cautious it's just knowing your exits knowing your strategies and that's sad to say but what if there was a tornado you know what if there was a fire it's the same thing you know we just have to keep adding these these drastic measures for life so um uh, being bullied um, I talked about this a few but I really haven't got into um, a whole lot of depth about it um, I don't if any if any of my bullies ever listen to my podcast I don't want them to ever um, <laughs> hate me again but I don't really care I don't give a fuck because this is my power right so I talked a little bit about this on my other podcast but let's get into some depth Bullying is not okay. Even as an adult. I, I, I've been seeing it all over TikTok lately. Yes, I watch TikTok. I love my TikTok. It's my getaway. It's my relief. It's my <sighs> moment. Um, and there's a lot of bullying going on right now. And it's so... It's like we're adults, you know? But it stems from somewhere, right? It stems from somewhere. So I came here to Michigan in 2000 frick no 1994 what the hell 92 or 94 I can't remember I was in junior high I was just in seventh grade I was the new kid and all these kids I've gone to school with have gone to school since they were in elementary so it's like uh, a new kid I had Texas style I was like a sore thumb my clothes had to match color I was weird y'all um but I love myself I've always loved myself you know so there was a disagreement and someone pushed me in my locker and I'm like what the fuck went to the phone called my mom crying I want to go home I want out of school it's cool stupid <laughs> it was I was so mad that day I remember it I, it's weird how you remember your traumas like it was yesterday. I remember I just watched myself walk up to the phone crying. And people in the background are calling me a crybaby. Because I got pushed into a locker. Uh-uh. Nope. Mm-mm, no. Because what this girl did to the girl weeks prior was horrible. There was blood on my locker. Let's just put it that way. So, in the end, it was just kids being kids. You know, we didn't deal with that shit in Texas. And you would think we would. But we did it. We just dealt with people stealing shit out of your locker um but I really never saw any major fights in Texas which is weird um so she pushed me in the locker I want to go home I wanted to go home and home to me was back in Texas where my friends were um so and my mom made me go back to school the next day you guys she's mean like that but um she was like you're just in a new school it's fine I go back the next day. Everybody's like, oh my god, are you okay? And I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm fine. 
like, oh my god, you know, come sit with us at lunch, and that's when I met my first friends, and so I finally had a group of friends, and, you know, there was still backstabbing and cattiness, but we're females, right, whatever, so I move on to the high school, and I'm like, yeah, what's up, yeah, you know, little me, just jamming it out, because I was in band, so I'm sorry, you guys. I thought I was a cool kid because, like, um, we were, like, the music to the football team. We had band camp. We were the damn thing. We got to leave campus to go for practice and march around the town. Um, we were the music for the parades. You know, so I was, like, little, little Betty Badass, you know? Like, hey, I'm in the band. So... Freshman year was great. Sophomore year was great. Junior high was ugh. Senior was like, get me the fuck out of here. I don't want to see these fucking people again. Um, and it all stemmed from going out with this idiot kid. Like, he wasn't even popular. To this day, he's like, ugh. Bleh. So, let's not project this. <laughs> but no. All because this little clique of people this guy broke up with me since he broke up with me I couldn't be in the clique no more and I was like whatever like I got myself out of his locker I think I talk about this on one of my other podcasts but and I just went to back to my locker like whatever you know it's whatever and like in junior high they called me dog face I put a stop to that like I don't have a dog face I have a cute face I, I'm cute you know but it's just when you're a new person you know you stick out. Like, you don't know where your classes are. You have to sit alone at lunch. So I had... I think my headphones are going to die, but I don't know. It's beeping at me. Um, so... Sorry, guys. I can't find my charger. Um, yeah. Let me make this quick. It might beep again. I don't know. So I took on friends with this new girl. And I had already established friends. Like, we had our own table. Like, we took up the table, y'all. We were just like the damn thing and I invited her to the table well that backfired in my ass she took my best friend from me that ostracized me yes I used big words and I was I was broken and one day my mom sees them in the grocery store and she invites her over I'm like why did you do that we don't talk anymore she's like well she said she missed you I'm like I was so confused like what so she, I have my own phone line, you guys. <laughs> so she calls me. She's like, hey, can we hang out? And I'm like, okay. So not knowing what I know now, I was like, yeah, let's hang out. Okay. And no. Like the next week, she didn't, she didn't tell everybody we hung out. It was just so awkward. Like, I had Brian White concert tickets, and I'm like, hey, I got a ticket for it. She was like, I'm not going with you. I'm going with them. I was like, what? What? Okay. So my whole junior, senior, and like I said, I ended up in the band room, and I found my people there. Um, I remember this guy wanted to marry me, and to this day, I was like, no. Uh, no. But he was adorable. Like... To this day, I wish I would have given him a chance. I don't know why I didn't. Like, I was an asshole. I was an asshole because I was hurt. You know? Um, and I was so hung up on the bad boy. 
who turned out to be a total dickhead. And he still lives in my town. And every time I see him, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> Cause like, who wants to sit around for the rest of your life with a resting bitch face? Even as a man. Like, come on. Seriously? You want to sit there at a football game and look scally face? Do you? <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I can't. Stand. I just want to run up to people like, you need a hug. <laughs> but no, like, I dodged a bullet. <laughs> okay, we're talking about trauma. Let me stop. But no, but that's the serious thing about it. Bullies are all over the place. And then when I went to work, it, it leaked into my adult life, you guys. It leaked into my work. Like, oh my god. Like, I worked at Family Fair. I started off in the deli, and then I ended up in a cashier. And these motherfuckers, yes, I said motherfuckers, would come to my lane just to harass me. Like, who does that? Like, to this day, this is why I don't give a fuck what I say to people. Because it's like... They said whatever they wanted to me. Like, they would come through my line and under their breath be like, Oh, you're a stupid bitch. Oh, oh you're so ugly. Oh, oh, so-and-so was so good in bed last night. Like, really? Like, do you hear what you just said to me? Like, do you hear what's coming out of your mouth? So I ended up getting fired from that job because these asshats, but they all got fired. We all got fired. Except for the idiot that I dated back in high school that started the whole situation um he worked in the meat department asshole um but no like getting fired i was i, I was like it was a company that was like well we think you're the bully how am i bullying eight people eight people eight people you guys how am i the ringmaster like hang on let me get my octopus arms so we could do our our voodoo magic no so after all that you know it was a company that didn't have my back and i'm like fuck this i'm out you know and then after that i just lived my life how i lived my life you know um eating pizza rolls and mexican dip with some doritos i lived my life you know and went to work for my mom um, because my mom's always the one that had my back, right? She's always gonna get me what I need. And that's my last, that's my last topic right there. But, what I've learned from that, being bullied, is teaching my son to stand up for the little people that are being, like, being bullied. And he did that in elementary school. So, he had a friend, she was a girl, she was a cute little girl. And he came home one day and he was like, Mom. And he's telling me the situation. I'm like, okay, well, what are you going to do? Do you have fun when you play with her? Do you guys have fun on the playground in class? Like, you know, he's like, I do. Like, they always make fun of her. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do? So the next day he goes to school. And they were like, well, we don't want to play with her. And Jason's like, well, I am. And she's pretty fun. So... And they all ended up playing tag except for two little kids. They were like, eh, we're out. And they all had fun. And they included her. I was so proud of him. He, he did it a few times. So, I'm teaching him. You stand up for yourself and you stand up for other people. So, yeah. I'm so proud of him. He's amazing. 
So, other trauma. I don't know if this is a big trauma or a little trauma, but being left out. It's happened my entire life. This goes along with bullying. Being left out. Saying, hey, we're going to come pick you up and not show up. Don't do that to your friends. Don't do not do that. You know, you know the makeup that I wasted getting ready to go out? Do you know the outfits I wasted going trying to go out? Yeah. No. And for the longest time, I wanted people to ask me to go somewhere just so I could be like, no, I can't. And nobody ever did. So now that's why I'm glad I have Herbalife events because I get to show up and I get to look nice and I get to wear my makeup and I get to wear my pins. And if you're in a room with people who have the same vision of you, have the same dream as you, just, it's amazing. If you want to ever go to an event, hit me up. Qualitiespodcast at gmail.com. Let's go to an event. Let's go to SCS. This last SCS, I, I was left out a little bit. But you know what? I've learned. Put your damn self in there. Put your damn self in the mix. It happened with royalty retreat. I felt left out because... Okay, it's beeping at me again. I felt left out because I didn't have a ride. But now, the girl that gave me a ride... We're like the closest friends. Like, she's awesome. She's awesome. Like, we're going to LDW together. And I cannot wait to have a better experience at an LDW. Because our little group is going, you know? Put yourself in the mix. Um, if they then they start making plans without you, then find another group. Um, that's all I can tell you. So the last one is going to be hard, um, because it's about my mom. Um, but after learning why she did what she does, uh, it makes sense as an adult. So from when I can remember when we moved into our house in El Paso, my mom worked for Levi Strauss, the jean company. Yes. She was up there. She was a one percenter. We had a maid, you guys. My clothes were washed. My dinner was made. My dad's clothes were washed. My mom's stuff was washed when she came home. Um, But she was always away. Like, we'd pick her up Friday night. She'd be gone Sunday night. And she'd be gone to San Francisco. They went everywhere. Like, she went everywhere. But we had. We had things. We had nice things. We had everything. Anything we could ever imagine we had. So when we moved up to Michigan, she tried to take that parent role. And I was like, uh, who are you? Why are you trying to tell me what to do? Like, no, my dad tells me what to do. Um, and there were a few times she canceled her trip for me when I got my period. She, she stayed home. But I didn't know who my mom was. Like, I'm in my room. She's in the living room. And she's checked on me. And I can, like I said, traumas. You can remember them like they're yesterday. Um, she made me lunch. And that was it. That's all I remember. Um, and then she went back on her trip. Um, coming up here, um, we butt heads. Like, we butt heads a lot. But I'm very, I don't know. I don't not say pretty because I know my mom never has a malice in her heart ever because if she could give her last to me and my brother she does um she I have been calling her a little dramatic this year 
that's only because I have set myself a high standard of just not I know I say be there for people but sometimes I just need a break from my parents <laughs> I love them to death don't get me wrong I love my parents death, and they've worked their asses off for me and my brother like my dad like I said they were gonna give me up for adoption right my dad um, would send money to my mom because me and my mom had to go back to Texas to live and my dad could have just up and said screw this I'm not gonna be no dad I'm, I'm gonna go live my life no he finished college he got a job brought us back to Michigan and he's been doing social work ever since 42 years he did social work he changed his, I changed his life <laughs> I changed his life. But he changed his life for me. You know, you see all these deadbeat dads out there that don't want their kids or have kids, don't take care of them. No, my dad stepped up. That's why I say I always have the best dad ever. Like, he worked from the day I was born. Um, and so did my mom, you know. And I never knew why she worked so hard until I got older. And she was just like... I had nothing growing up. And she literally, they had nothing growing up. And she tells me stories of, like, how they got food and, you know, how they had to pay their bills. And, you know, how my grandpa got, you know, thrown out of the house. And then it was just down to my grandma. So, I've learned great work work ethic from my mom, you know. Um, I throw myself into work, but in a healthy way. Because I know what it's like not to have my mom around because of work. And I didn't know this was a trauma until my PD, personal development book. I didn't know, you know, you need your parents at certain crucial times in your life. I didn't know that, you know, my mom was doing a great thing. She was working and providing for us. But I didn't know because I didn't have my mom that I was lacking that part. If that makes sense. Um, so I learned good work ethic. Um, I understand that she had nothing growing up. And she wanted me and my brother to have everything. You know. And she still does. Like. She still does. Like I'll say mom I need just 20 bucks. So you know I get paid. And she's sending me 40. And I, there was another TikTok. And she. Uh, it's like Mexican moms always have your back. And the lady, she messages her mom that she needs 20 bucks. She's like, I just sent you $100. And that's how my mom is. You know, she's got it. She's giving it. Um, Me and my brother could go over a lot. Oh, no. Oh, I got five minutes, you guys. So. I'm not sure. 60 minutes. Okay, so I have an hour. So I'm down to five minutes. So I learned a lot. So, I got five minutes with you guys. Um, so, traumas are traumas. If you've been sexually assaulted, 1-800-656-4673. If you feel suicidal, 1-800-273-TALK. Reach out. It's okay to reach out. It's okay to, even if you don't know if you've been assaulted or you're feeling su suicidal, reach out to somebody. Somebody's there. Um, thank you for listening to my traumas. Um, you don't know how lighter I feel, how amazing I feel. 
Um, like I said, I'm taking this whole list to my counselor our next session. You guys are amazing. Um, if you need me, qualitiespodcast at gmail.com. I am not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I am just here to listen and provide the right path for help for you. Okay. I guess they're cutting me off at an hour. You guys are amazing. Um, take zero dollars to be kind. Go out and make somebody smile. I love you all. Bye.